What's cooking, everybody? It's Thursday, August 6th. We're going off topic tonight, and this is the Pork Holtz Food Guide Deep Dish Podcast, where we do a deep dive on all your favorite foods. I'm your host, Pork Holtz Food Guide Eric, aka The Goose. And with me, as always, is my lovely co host, Pork Holtz Food Guide Meg, aka Lay Skunk. Hello. And together we are really full since we just ate a bunch of Dragon Palace orange chicken for dinner. We hope you're full as well because we don't got no main course and we ain't got no tasty knowledge facts tonight because this episode is totally off the cuff. Alright, so yeah, this is just going to be a little bonus episode since we finished up our trial run and... For all 20 of our listeners that we actually have, well, we don't want to leave them out in the cold and take a week off, because nothing drives me crazier than when I'm trying to find, like, my weekly podcast lineup, and somebody decides to take a break and doesn't say so, and it's just, well, nothing to listen today on Thursday. Yeah, there was a podcast I stopped listening to because they just took the summer off one year, but didn't give any notice of it, like, in any prior podcast, and I was just like... All right, you're not updating anymore. Unsubscribe. Yeah, I mean, that happened to me with the Dex, I think it was called. It was a Pokemon podcast, and I, like, I loved that podcast because, like, it was a couple of, like, I don't know, they are Pokemon YouTubers that they were, like, about our age, like, late 20s, early 30s or something, and they were cool people. They were just, like, a couple, just like us, and they just stopped recording one day. They didn't say anything. They didn't say why. They came back for, like, two episodes and just kind of played it off like nothing happened. And now is it. I didn't fucking hear anything from them after that. And, like, I don't know. It's been, like, almost two years now at this point, I think. So, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the thing I hate. Good life goal. Yeah. Well, well uh, I don't even know if we have appetizers this week. We're just going to kind of... We got a little... The whole episode is kind of just appetizers and dessert together yeah it's basically what's gonna be as mentioned there's no main course there's no topic today so apologies in advance if you came into this episode you know hoping to learn something new or hear some like some tasty food history don't worry next episode we'll be back to that i guess on that note if you are listening to this and you've been following deep dish already we'll get you we'll get you in with a little spoiler or some top secret info Next week's episode that we're going to get up, episode six, is going to be Lemonade. So look forward to that. It, we, we're doing a couple of summer-themed topics for the next few weeks, so I guess it's kind of fun. I hope people appreciate the the seasonal, like, I don't know, the seasonal, like, uh, theme to it, but I don't think anyone really will. I think we're the only people who appreciate, like, seasonal themes as much as we do. Like, I don't know if other people really appreciate it as much as we do. I don't get that. Like, I think... Part of what makes life worth living is the seasons. Like, I hate winter. Everyone knows I fucking hate winter. I hate the cold. I can't stand it. Just from December 26th onward until, like, the first day it hits 70 in the springtime, I don't want to be alive anymore. (laughs) But that said, I still do appreciate the changing of the seasons. Like, I don't know. There's something fun about just, like, the different feel of, like... The weather changing, like, fall and spring. If we could have, like, one week of winter, I'd be down with that. Like, ideally, here's how I would set up, like, the Eric calendar. It would be, like, one week of winter, then Christmas happens, and then, like, maybe... Okay, I'll I'll be generous. Two weeks of winter. So, one week of winter, then Christmas happens, then another week of winter, and then after that, 
Bam, instant springtime. Like it's in the 60s, it's beautiful, flowers are growing, birds are chirping. I'll do two, I'll do three months of springtime. So two, three months of springtime. And then you just get six fucking months of summer straight. Like six months of just thunderstorms and sunshine, 80 degrees, sometimes 90 degrees, sometimes 100 degrees in the middle of the summer. And then just that six months straight of fucking beach boys and summer sunshine. After that, then you get three months, or no, let's do four months of fall. Yeah, I like fall. Yeah, everybody likes fall. I don't think anybody dislikes fall, come to think of it. Like, I think, like, I, I will admit, summertime is not for everybody. I know it's a popular choice, but I feel like more people tend to pick fall as their favorite season, which, that's that's reasonable. I can get behind that. What do you like about fall? Um, I like the temperature because I like being able to wear sweaters, but not having to wear sweaters. And I like the smell of falling leaves and crunching through leaves. And the colors. It's a, it's a pretty good smell. The colors are good, too. Yeah. I I didn't used to like fall because it's basically just like... Because you're a hipster. No, not even that. I just... Because summer... I am fucking obsessed with the summertime. So fall was just like the Monday morning of summer. I was like, see you later. So long beach. So long tennis. So long being outdoors without a jacket. So I never used to like fall, but over time I've come to appreciate it more. Like the good holidays start in fall. That's too, that's what it is. Is you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Columbus. Oh no, we're not allowed to celebrate Columbus Day anymore. Uh, election? No, election day is <laughs> shitty too. Um, well, it's got Thanksgiving and it's got Halloween. Those are two like solid holidays too. Uh, and, you know, it leads up to Christmas. I mean, Christmas is funny. Because the way that our dopey calendar is set up, Christmas just barely falls into yeah. winter. <laughs> like, winter usually starts, what, like the 15th or something? Winter is like the 21st or something, yeah. this is the winter solstice. So then it's just like four days later, bam, Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that just seems kind of silly because, like, Christmas is fucking winter as fuck. Yeah. Uh, they, like, really, unless you're in Australia. Well, yeah, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere. But uh, uh, sometimes I wonder, like, like, on one hand, I would love to just be like, Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's go to the park. But then on the other hand, like, part this of... It's supposed to be cozy. It's supposed to be cozy. There's supposed to be snow and shit. How could you be singing, like... Oh, what lovely weather. Sweet light weather. And, like, you can't do that shit if there's, like, no snow on the ground. You're going to have a sleigh ride on the fucking beach. Maybe. Uh, but, like, I so, yeah, I don't know. As much as I would love to just, like, go surfing for Christmas Eve, like, I feel like it would probably be weird. I don't know. I, I, I got to make a friend who lives in Australia and ask them what it's like. But, mm-hmm. and then, so, yeah, I, I guess that, that, that would be my calendar. Going back to that, we got two weeks of winter. Three months of springtime, six months of summertime, and then four months of, uh, of of fall. And I know that adds up to, like, 14 months, but, like, come on. <laughs> I was going to say, is that even the right math? <laughs> uh, in this scenario where just summer lasts six full fucking months, I don't think math matters anymore. Anyway. Uh, okay. Needless to say, after all of that, however, depending on how long we continue this podcast, you could expect some thematic episodes to match up with seasons and holidays i would say it's safe to say thank god you said that because this whole time i was like where the hell am i going with this why am i talking about christmas in australia but good job reeling it back in 
Oh uh, yeah, we'll we'll we when it gets to be like Christmas, we'll do some like Christmas shit, like gingerbread or wassail. There's a lot of like good Christmas recipes, so we're looking forward to that at least. I always look forward to Christmas every year. Although this year Christmas is gonna be fucked up because of the yeah, pandemic. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird time. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully it's done by then. Or at least like there's like a vaccine or some shit. And uh, uh, if you're an anti-vaxxer and you're annoyed about that, then I'm sorry. I don't want to. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just don't want to worry about getting sick. So but, like, you know, like whatever. Freedom for everybody. That's my stance. Oh, uh, tiptoeing away from that because that's the closest <laughs> I ever want to get to fucking politics in this podcast. Let's talk about we're going camping this weekend. So one of our little like mini topics we have for this week is camping foods, the best camping foods, tips for camping, like cooking and all that. So one of the things that I actually I think I might actually like the best about camping is the cooking part. Like, I don't know. I know it's like part of camping and what makes camping well camping is that it's a challenge it's you're you're basically saying like yo this weekend i could like sit on a couch and sit with a roof over my head and a climate controlled environment and like look at a television screen like a lazy fuck or i'm gonna like sleep on the ground on like a crappy like mattress that just like filled up like a pool float and with like a shitty tent over our heads and and like eat food that we cooked over a fucking fire so like it's it just plays into that aspect of like i said it's fun it's a challenge like it's you know you're you're shaking things up a bit so similarly that's that's what cooking during camping is like you know you just have fucking logs that are on fire and just like a big shitty dirty like iron grate and that's your cooking area that's like you just good luck it was definitely a challenge last time because the cooking grate was so slanted oh it was awful like, it was fine for burgers but then making pancakes in the morning like they were all just like Ooh. yeah uh if if you listening have never been camping or like cooked while camping before so basically the way it works is like virtually every campground on the planet each individual site has a little fire pit or a fire ring that's you know that's where you set your campfire up and generally speaking they'll have like some sort of like stone and metal rig that's just set up so that you have like a a grill that like flips over the fire so that way if you want to like cook burgers or hot dogs or whatever the hell you're cooking they can't be put on a stick yeah something that you can't just hold over a stick you put it into like a pan or something and put that over the open flame and yeah the last one we went to like she said the metal grill or the, the like the grate was sloped down at like maybe like a friggin 40 degree angle so anything you were cooking in like a pan on that grate just sliding down there so fuck that it worked but it wasn't easy yeah we tried like propping it up and i don't know like somebody got burns trying to do it it was it wasn't great but like every other campsite we've ever been to like works out no problem so first and foremost if we're going to be talking about campfire foods you gotta have burgers and hot dogs. That is, if you go camping and don't have a burger or a hot dog, then what are you doing? Yeah. Why'd you go camping? Why Why are you there? You know, I would say you need a hamburger, more importantly, than a fucking tent if you're mm-hmm. going camping. I, I don't care. Like, if it's pouring out, if you have a hamburger, you camped correctly. And needless to say, you, as tempting as it might be, for starters, if we're going to talk about tips and stuff, 
you can't just put the burger directly on the grate. Hey, the thing's disgusting. Yeah, those things, because just probably those, some of those iron grates that they have, they're probably older than us. You're going to get, like, tetanus, probably. Yeah, tetanus uh, is probably the least of your problems if you do that. Those things are filthy. But uh, unless, maybe, unless you just happen to be the first person to ever stay at a brand new campsite, then uh, that's probably cool. So what you do is you can either buy griddle, like, grate, like, you know, grilled thing to, like, put on top of it. Or what we do, your best friend for cooking at a campsite is a cast iron skillet. And I know, like, everyone on the fucking internet, everyone and their moms going out about cast iron. It's all trendy now when, like, I don't know, they've been around for fucking centuries. Whatever. When it comes to camping, they are really helpful. So, like, if you don't have one and you've, like, you're interested in camping or you already do go camping, you want to, like, cook better food, just, like, get a, a standard, like, 12-inch cast iron skillet. It's your best friend. It's all you need if you want to cook stuff while camping. Uh, with the burgers, you just take the skillet, spray it, plop some burgers in there, and you just cook it over the fire. Like, that's how we do it, and it comes out perfect every time. You can cook... Uh, hot dogs. You, hot dogs you put on the stick. Yeah, you could put them in the skillet, but come on. You gotta do, like, a TV show. You yeah. gotta put them on a stick or a little fork and, like, roast those weenies over an open flame. Side note. Don't buy veggie hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Ever. And especially if you're gonna buy them, don't roast them in a fire because it doesn't work. Bad times. Doesn't work. We tried getting them, like, last year. Yeah. And, uh, Slightly horrifying, because they didn't really cook. They just kind of blistered and looked awful, and the texture was awful, and ugh. Yeah. Bad times. So, I'm not a big fan of hot dogs. I actually, I think hot dogs are fucking disgusting, if I'm going to be honest. But, we tried, when we tried roasting hot dogs in a campfire, I ate it and I enjoyed it. That's how good it is, if you roast it in a fire like a cartoon character. Basically, when you roast a hot dog, it just, it, it comes out perfect. It has that, like, you know, hot dogs start off as, like, these weird meat fingers. They're all pink and slimy. And through the process of being roasted in an open flame, they just get perfect. Like, if you grill them, they get, like, the grill marks. I know some people are into that. But, like, in an open campfire, they just get, like, a perfect, like, red glow to them. They, like, crisp up a little on the outside. And they get that smoky flavor. Yeah, like you said, the the veggie one didn't do that. It just kind of looked like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it kind of looked like someone's wiener had, like, psoriasis or, like, a bad rash. So, <laughs> good luck getting that mental image out of your head. Uh, another popular one that we like to take camping is, believe it or not, pancakes. Yeah, pancakes are good. Now, you wouldn't think pancakes are easy to do while camping, but, as I mentioned, cast iron skillet, that's your best friend. So, you know, cast iron skillet is basically just, like, a, a round griddle, so... Take some of the, like, the pre-made Bisquick or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the one that only needs water added. Yeah, like, normally, like, that's for lazy idiots. But if you're going to go camping, just for the sake of convenience, just, like, take some of your water, mix it up in, like, the instant mix, throw that into the into the skillet, and you get some nice smoky pancakes for breakfast. It's really, really good. They actually come out kind of smoky tasting. Yeah. Uh, another one that we like to take, we, we actually just recently discovered this, but, you know, there was, like, old tiny popcorn popper things where it looks like a little frying pan and you're supposed to do it over like a stovetop that actually works really well while camping too uh you're not supposed to put it like directly over the flame which i learned the hard way last time because it like melted the glue that was holding it together 
which like glued it even harder or something and then like all the popcorn on the bottom burnt the left side was fine but so yeah don't do it directly over the fire get it off to the side and and like that that popcorn is actually really good and Mm. from what we could tell with the ingredients it didn't have all like the shitty like chemicals that like microwave popcorn has so it's probably healthier for you too and you get a lot of popcorn too. You get so much popcorn. We tried we had leftovers. Yeah, we, we I've never had popcorn leftovers before, but we did. We we like we ate a bunch of it for breakfast, didn't finish it, took it home, ate some more on the car ride home, and then still had leftovers, and then had like a, a bag of it left over, like that we just were like nursing off for the rest of the week after that. So popcorn, that's another good one. You can buy those at most grocery stores, I think. Uh, I think so. Like, I I think, I think. Like, I never really noticed them in grocery stores until we started looking for them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, your mileage may vary on that. If if you live in a town or you're at a grocery store that's near campsites, you'll probably find them more easily. So, like I said, your your mileage may vary on that one. Um, oh, last time we discovered pies. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know how many places have these. We've seen them at ShopRite. Which I don't think shop rights everywhere, but they're if you have any like little personal pies, you have to make sure they're in like a metal tin, not a plastic one, obviously. Yeah. But like they at shop right, they have these little personal pies in boxes, and we took them and we put the took them out of the box, obviously, then just put the metal pie tin on the cast iron skillet to heat it up. And that was really good. Yeah, they, I mean, like, they're really tiny pot. You could probably find them in, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, bakeries even sold them. But, like, just get yourself a little pie, like, five inches, and, like, I don't know. You might even be able to use, like, those, like, pocket pies. Oh, Who yeah. knows? Like the, I don't know, like, not Little Debbie or whatever, but, like. Is it the, Endemans? Endemans, maybe, yeah. But, like, yeah, that's another good one. Just, like, get a pre-made pie, bring it with you, and just heat it up in the skillet. And it, like, again smoky that's the key thing here smokiness it like you're you're roasting stuff over an open fire so like smoking you know it causes cancer and it kills people and produces carbon monoxide and all this other dumb shit but in a cooking setting it's awesome because like it just kind of like perfumes your food and it's just like that's why smokers like the you know the food smoker not smokers the people because they're pieces of shit uh i remember everybody smokers are jokers Actually, no, that's not true. Smokers aren't jokers. Smokers, because jokers are funny. Smokers aren't funny. They're just, they're sad. Yeah. Smokers are more like, uh, they're not jokers. They're more like a IRS employee. Like when I see a smoker, I don't laugh at them. I just sort of think like, oh, your life could be better. I'm sorry. Anyway, but yeah, food smoke, A+. plus. Food smoke, like uh, that's why, like we mentioned in one of the episodes... Uh, Stephen Racklin, he's this guy, he's like a B-list celebrity chef who just like smokes everything. He smokes ice cream, he smokes chicken wings, he smokes like fucking salads and stuff. But with a, you know, normally you have to have like a big expensive smoker box or like a grill with a smoker panel in it. But with a campfire, you just get it automatically because you have a, a fire going regardless. So yeah, that's that's the, the main theme here is when you cook stuff at a campfire, it's awesome because it gets that smoky flavor and Everybody loves bacon so much. You know why they love bacon so much? Because it's smoky. It's the smoked flavor that it gets when it gets cured and smoked. Um, oh, another good one that we tried a couple of years ago is shish kebab. So obviously with shish kebab, don't use uh, don't use wooden skewers. Get some nice metal skewers. 
And um, a good uh, uh, what I would suggest to make it easier on yourself, prepare it beforehand. Like marinate your chicken, put it in a bag, and obviously have it chopped up so you don't have to like chop and like cut raw chicken at a campsite because that's a ooh that's a challenge. We did that, not a good idea. But so like chop up your chicken, get it marinating, chop up your veggies, get those in a bag, and then bring metal skewers with you, and then just. Put those in. Actually, did we use bamboo skewers when we did it? I think we did, but they did burn. Yeah, they burn. Well, so you could soak them probably if you have water. But, uh, you know, either soaked wood skewers or metal. Anyway, bring your chopped up chicken, your chopped up vegetables. Bring them in your cooler. Obviously, you have to keep raw meat cold for obvious reasons. I don't think we need to fucking explain that one. And then just when you're cooking dinner at your campsite, you just skewer them up, stick them on the griddle, and... There you go. You got campfire shish kebab, and that was really good, too. We tried that when we were up in Lake George two years ago. Um, Don't use the skillet, but obviously camping staples are s'mores and roasted marshmallows. Yes. We would be remiss to not give s'mores an honorable mention because s'mores, we'll probably actually cover that in an upcoming episode because that's another one on the list we have. But yeah, s'mores... Believe it or not, like sneak pre with s'mores, actually, I thought they were like a thing that got invented a few decades ago. They've been around for like a, a century or something. Almost, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think they kind of like the Girl Scouts or something. But yeah, we'll we'll go into a full deep dive on the history of s'mores when we actually covered it as a uh, main course. But yeah, s'mores, what do we say about them? Like, I don't know what tips to provide. <laughs> like, a s'more is a s'more. Like, roast a marshmallow. Like, I, I guess my personal take for marshmallows is hover it at the top of your flames and just let the flames like lick the bottom of the marshmallow and they'll just like they'll brown it perfectly i know some people are just like stick it in the fire i want it to catch on fire it's fucking black and burnt that's what i like like am i in the minority that i think that's stupid i mean mine end up on fire but not on purpose that's just because you're clumsy yeah i i don't know i I know my brother-in-law likes them burnt like that, but I, I feel like that's that's got to be a weird thing, right? Like, why would you want a burnt marshmallow? I feel like most people that burn their marshmallows, it's like you said, it's by accident, so... There um, is a little bit of a, like... I don't want to say, like... You know how, like, salty and sweet are a good combo? It's yeah. kind of like the char and sweet. I can kind of see that almost being, like, a desired combination. Maybe. Like I said, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm just... I assumed that the way to go like, like i said my my take on them is to get them like perfectly browned and caramelized on the outside and like i said if you want that just like hover it above the flames like right so that the flames are just like they're just like kissing the marshmallow they're just like licking it and kissing it getting all sexual with it for some reason if you want a burnt marshmallow then here you go step one stick marshmallow into flame step two it's on fire bravo as far as like s'mores go i don't really like I get pissed off when I see commercials and, like, pictures of perfect s'mores with, like, the chocolate, like, erupting out like it's liquid. That does not happen. I don't want to, like, the only times I've ever been able to do that are when it's at, like, a house fire pit and you can stick the the graham cracker with the chocolate onto it, like, right up against the fire, like, on, like, the tiles. I I guess you could put the s'more in the cast iron after the marshmallows in. Yeah, maybe. I feel like the... You like too much effort. I feel like the graham cracker would burn before the chocolate would start to melt. But yeah, so, like, that's a fucking myth. I don't... 
I'd love to be proven wrong in that, but like I've I've never been able to find a reliable way to like melt the chocolate in the s'more so it's like dripping out like a fucking like fantasy. Most of the time, it's like get the marshmallow hot enough, stick it in there. It it maybe like melts the chocolate on top a tiny bit, but it's like it's it still is just you're just eating like a solid piece of chocolate. So, but it's still delicious. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on s'mores. I love s'mores. But it's just, like I said, that that whole idea of, like, the chocolate just running out. Whatever. So, yeah, that's that's our quick little rundown for campfire foods. So, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We, we'd love to recommend some more. And, hell, maybe we'll come up with some new ones after this camping trip we got this weekend. Charlie's coming with us, too, so that'll be fun. Yeah. He was a really good boy last time we took him camping. He's a good dog. Follow him on Instagram. Once again, that's Charles Digby. Charles.Digby. Charles.Digby. Dogs are really popular on Instagram. I, I have a couple of dogs that follow me, and it just kind of makes me upset that it's like, oh, my personal account, oh, I'm up to 78 followers. On it. Oh, this this Westie has 1,200 followers, <laughs> and it just posts, like, photos of himself and says, like, I went for a trip today. I'm cute. It's like, oh, you got me beat, dog. <laughs> Bravo. Oh, uh, in other news, we went to a little supermarket today for the first time. Not not a small little supermarket, like little the like German grocery store chain. L I D L. They're I think they've been around for a while, but like mostly in Germany, and like they're making this big push here in New York all of a sudden. Well, you'd been to one before. It was my first trip. To one. Okay, yeah, it was my fr- it was our first okay. trip to a little. I went to one a couple of times last year. There's one in Babylon here in New York that I went to, and basically, if you've never been to Aldi, then well, then I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it to you because it's basically just Aldi, Giant Aldi. except bigger. And I don't know they Aldi and this new place, Little, they. They're both German supermarket chains, and their whole shtick is that they, like, cut out unnecessary bullshit, and they stock mostly their own brands of food. They, I mean, a little less so than Aldi. Aldi's, like, very bare bones. Yeah, but like, like Little had more neighboring stuff than Yeah, Aldi but so their idea is they cut all the bullshit out to, like, keep their prices really low, and yeah, their prices are really low. Like, if you're, like, a Yahoo who shops exclusively at Walmart, they're like, whoa, boy, the prices sure are good here. Little and Aldi, like, blow Walmart the fuck out of the water. Like, there's... We... People always, like, when the topic of, like, your weekly grocery bill comes up, people are always like, I spend 50 I spend 70 Some people fucking spend, like, $100 a week on grocery. We... Our weekly grocery budget is, like, 25 to $30 tops. And, like, people are always floored when I tell mm-hmm. them that. And especially because, like, we eat a shit ton of food. Both of us. We're fucking ravenous. Like... Mm-hmm. But it's it's all thanks to Aldi because, like, their prices are ridiculously low. Yeah, I feel like our grocery bill went up a little bit lately, but that's partially just because I feel like there haven't, for a while, a few months, there weren't really as many sales because of the pandemic. Yeah, it's hard for grocery stores to offer yeah. stuff at a good price and be like, yeah, we can take, a, we can take a, a, a hit on this one and not make a profit just to get people in the store. Yeah. It doesn't really work when, like, they were closed for... Well, the grocery stores didn't, you know, close, but, like, whatever. The supply yeah. chain's all messed up. And then Aldi didn't... I mean, sometimes Aldi can always be a little hit or miss, but they were being more miss for a little while, so we had to get stuff we would usually get at Aldi at other stores. But I feel like we're getting more back on track. Lately. Yeah, it's pretty much back to normal. But so, Little, today we went, they, you know, like I said, it's basically just a giant Aldi. They have mostly their brands of stuff. They're very cheap. Uh, they have a lot of random houseware shit in the middle of the store where, like... 
You yeah, go, I almost like, bought a sewing table. Yeah, I almost bought a keyboard, like a, a, a piano keyboard. <laughs> like, you just, you you walk through, like, the cookie baking aisle, and you come out, and suddenly there's just chainsaws. <laughs> and the chainsaws are reasonably priced, too. We, maybe we should go back and get a chainsaw next week. Well, actually, it's not Halloween yet. We don't have a need mm-hmm. for a chainsaw. But so, um, I don't know. If, if you have a little opening up near you, L-I-D-L, like, I would say it's worth checking out. Unless you're an entitled asshole who just complains about things being knockoffs and not name brands. Because I've seen that complaint a lot with both Aldi and Little, where people think, Oh, I, I don't recognize the name of this box. That means it's shit. It's inferior. It's like, a, I, you gotta be the, the most spoiled ass to just be like, this is a knockoff brand because it's a store brand. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're listening to our podcast and you really, like, have, like, uh, a thing about buying name brands only, like, like write in. I challenge you. I, I want to debate you on this because I think you're full of shit. Like, we buy Aldi's brands all the time. We buy name brands or uh, we buy the store brands in, like, all the local grocery stores we go to and never have a problem. I've never, uh, like, I, like, I don't know. Has someone, like, does someone go out buy, like, the, like, uh, ShopRite brand or, like, Walmart, like, Sam's, whatever, like, uh, what is, what is Walmart's thing? Mm, whatever, like. Kirkland is, like, Costco Yeah, or Kirkland's Costco, but, like, whatever. It, did someone just one day buy, like, Kirkland flour or something and they just dropped dead and were like, never again. My father died from eating off-brand cereal, so I'll never, but. It's just, like, it's just such a bizarre thing. It's, like, you could save so much money. And you refuse to because you're a prick? I don't know. Well, more power to you. I guess you could spend that money better. If, if you like wasting money, like you could be spending it else. Or, you know, you could donate to charity. That would be nice. But whatever. Like, we don't live in a perfect world, but. It's especially dumb because, I don't know, like, I know with Aldi's cereal brand, Millville, and isn't like Malto Meal too? So, like, they use like the same exact factories. Well, I know it's Malto Meal. Not Malto. It's Gen- uh. Millville, which is the Aldi cereal brand. It's like the exact same factory as General Mills, right? That's why there's yeah, the mills in it. I've, I've seen things that that's from like insiders like saying like, yeah, it's they're made at the same yeah. place. So like half the time they're made at the same place. They're just packaged differently and sold for a cheaper price because they know people will pay more for the name brand. Oh, like, that one's got a cartoon B on it. That means it's good for you. This one doesn't have a cartoon B. That means it's bad for you. So I don't know. Like, and also, like, a lot of times Aldi brands, Aldi's own brands are fucking, like, Better. yeah, they're higher quality ingredients. Like, I don't know. I don't want to sound like Aldi is sponsoring us and, like, paying us. To say, like, although that would be nice. Aldi, if, if you're listening, give us money. We'll we'll just mention you in every episode. We'll try as hard as humanly possible to get our friend listeners to buy from Aldi. But uh, that aside, like, as much as this sounds like corporate shilling, like, Aldi, when we go to Aldi, like, a lot of times when you go to, like, regular like stores like you have to like if you want like the organic or like the stuff that has like better ingredients you have to pay more and aldi very frequently you can just get like the regular priced stuff and get that for cheaper so like you can get the higher quality ingredients and also save money so like i don't know like i said you gotta be a moron to to just write off aldi and little's like store brands as like inferior because because a freaking an, an advertisement didn't tell you to buy it whatever so that's our little uh story time for for visiting aldi or no, not no little. little today yeah so i guess let's move on to well 
dessert, I guess, even though this is all off the cuff. In case you're wondering, we have another edition of Shitty Old Recipes, so hope you're prepared for that, because I sure as hell am not. As I say, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be for these, so... Alright, give me, uh, give me this week's shitty old recipe. Once again, we're turning to ye old cookery. We really want to try to find some other old cookbooks to, um, get recipes from, so we don't totally milk this one. But also, just so we're not always just shitting on this one. But, um... Alright, so, this week's shitty old recipe is... Thunderbolt Sauerkraut Chocolate Cake. There's a lot to unpack in that title. Thunderbolt Sauerkraut? Yes. Chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. And that's that's not a Mad Libs puzzle, that's just a that's a title. I mean they might have formed it, but it's <sighs> using Mad Libs, but I see no indication of Mad Libs. Oh god. I've heard of like I've heard of people adding mayonnaise to, like, chocolate cakes because it makes it creamier. And, like, that's a little iffy, but sauerkraut? Why? It's, like, chocolate cake's not a hot dog. You don't put sauerkraut on it. All right. Well, okay. So, like you said, there's a couple of gimmies. So, <laughs> from the beginning, I'm going to say it's got sauerkraut, right? Yes. Two-thirds cup rinsed, drained, and chopped sauerkraut or put in blender. Okay. Is the next ingredient thunder? Mm, no. No thunder? No, no. thunderbolts included? All right, well, there goes that gimme. Uh, all right, well, it's, if it's a cake, it's got to have flour, presumably. Yes. Okay, Two and so, a quarter cup sifted flour. Okay, good. We All right, so at least it's got flour. At least it's not made of sauerkraut. Not like the uh, cookies. <laughs> Don't even get me started. All right. It's got to have sugar, right? Um, yes. One and a half cup sugar. Okay, you had me scared for a second there. <laughs> like a good old... The, the natural sweetness of the sauerkraut will be all the sugar you need for this cake. Oh, boy. Uh, so... Well, okay. It gets eggs, right? Because cake has eggs. Yes, three eggs. Okay, good. So, so far we're off to a good start here. It's got flour, it's got sugar, it's got eggs... It's got sauerkraut. That's that's not a great start, but uh, all right. Let's say, well, it's got to have chocolate of some sort. Is it use cocoa powder? Um, I'm going to assume, yes. It says a half cup cocoa. Okay, cocoa, yeah, so probably cocoa powder. So, all right, all right. So we got, we got a chocolate cake here. It's got to have some sort of leavening, like baking powder, right? Yes, one teaspoon baking powder. All right, all right. This, this sounds pretty okay. Um... How many ingredients are left, out of curiosity? Um, five. Five? There's, um... Alright, I wasn't prepared for that. I thought we were mostly done. I thought it was a chocolate cake with with sauerkraut in it for some inexplicable reason. I mean, it's all basic cake. Like, honestly, it's a fairly standard cake recipe. Just, you know, minus the sauerkraut. Okay, so, alright, salt. Yeah, there's a half teaspoon of salt. Okay, good, we got salt. And, uh, milk? No. Oh, oil? No. Oh, uh, water? Yeah, there's just a cup of water. What the frick? Why are you putting water in your cake mix? This is a box cake recipe? Ugh. All right, so water. So there's like four four ingredients left, right? Uh, just two. Oh, just two. Okay, yeah, because I had the salt. 
Uh, all right, so two re- uh, two ingredients left. So uh, let's say let, uh, it doesn't have baking soda in it, does it? It does. One it, teaspoon baking soda. Really? So it's got baking soda and baking powder. That's a it's a lot of rising. I mean, you got all the acid of sour yeah, cream. That's you true. To balance it. Yeah, that's probably the only reason it's in there. It's just like so the cake doesn't just freaking burn your mouth out because of the sauerkraut. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I don't feel like guessing anymore. What's the last one? Oh, just a teaspoon vanilla. Oh, of course, vanilla. I can't forget vanilla in your sauerkraut cake. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like, if you take away the last ingredient, which is sauerkraut, it's a pretty standard cake recipe. But, um, that sauerkraut is a bit of a doozy. Jeez. Was that like a pumpkin recipe where they're just like, yo, we made a chocolate cake. And they're like, great. And there's like, what's the secret ingredient in this one? Sauerkraut! Why? Like, what What could sauerkraut possibly add to it? Also, if you're, like, rinsing and draining it, like, can't you just add cabbage at that point? Yeah, I guess you want the... It's probably... A, yeah, just add vinegar <laughs> or something. But yeah, I don't know. If anyone's interested, you cream the butter and sugar, beat in the eggs and vanilla, you sift together the dry ingredients and add alternately with the water, then stir in kraut... Which is what it says. It's for the sauerkraut. I'm not insulting Germans. Bake at 350 for 30 minutes. Ice with white icing. Which I'm guessing is just vanilla icing. But it just says ice with white icing. Of course the German cake would use white icing. Of course they would. Oh man, I, like uh, I'd honestly, I'd almost be willing to check that out and try making it just out of like morbid curiosity. Because like it sounds, it's absurd. Wait a second. Why Thunderbolt? I don't know. I don't know. Is Thunderbolt a brand of sauerkraut? Or is it like... So you're just eating chocolate cake and then the, the sauerkraut the jolt jolts of, you of in the ass because it's <laughs> yeah. sauerkraut in your chocolate cake? Or they were just like, alright, this recipe, it's just a chocolate cake with sauerkraut in it. No one's gonna eat... or No one's gonna try making a recipe called sauerkraut chocolate mm-hmm. cake. We gotta, we gotta put some in the front of that. Thunderbolt! Yeah, that's a cool word. Thunderbolt! Sauerkraut chocolate cake. I was like, well, oh. Thunderbolt, yeah, cool. Alright, I, I guess with that, we're all set here. Check, please. Alright, well, that about wraps up this week's off the cuff edition of Poor Couples Food Guide Deep Dish. Remember, we are, in fact, the only podcast left where you're more likely to learn about cereal than cereal killers. Search recipes, cooking tips, and other cool stuff on our website, poorcouplesfoodguide.com. And don't forget, you can always write into us at poorcouplesfoodguide at gmail.com to ask for any food advice that you may need. You can also send in any comments, feedback, criticism, hate mail, love mail, chain letters, postcards, and whatever random pondering should pass your mind. Once again, that's poorcouplesfoodguide at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, you can hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as well. No shout-outs this week, since nobody guessed this week's podcast, since it's, well, there's no main course, there's no topics, there's nothing to guess. As mentioned, next week we're going to be doing Lemonade, so don't guess that one either. That's cheating. You can't guess that one. I guess that about wraps it up. Like, uh, we hope everybody liked this little bonus episode. I don't know, we might try this again, like, every so often when we need, uh, like, a, a buffer when we're doing research for on-topic episodes. I hope it wasn't too offensive. I, uh, like I said, it's mostly just like a filler episode since, like I said, the, the worst thing you can do is to miss out on your weekly podcast fix. So, 
Let I guess us- if there's any of like big food news or anything, we could do like a filler episode too to give our hot take on the big food news. Yeah, and all those big food developments mm-hmm. out there. And well, if you didn't like this, then feel free to reach out to us. We're we're very open to constructive criticism and feedback right now, so you know, feel free to let us know since we appreciate all of it. Until then, everybody, stay hungry and keep feeding that brain. And tummy. I think the dog is either mad or confused that I took his bone away. <laughs>